Chips Ahoy or Oreos? Oreos. McDonald's or Wendy's? McDonald's. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Black beans or pinto beans? Black beans. Thin crust or hand-tossed? Hand-tossed. Boxers or briefs? Boxers. See, that wasn't that bad, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey, you. Yeah. The one that's listening to this podcast. We have many listeners outside of Minnesota and the Twin Cities. And if you're one of them, we have a deal for you on goldbelly.com for some T-Rex cookies. Go to the website, get some cookies, and when you're checking out, use promo code SIZEMATTERS. We're not here to offend you. It's just the way my cookies are. Huge. Hey there, Tina Rexing. I'm not a PhD. I'm not a psychologist. Tell me about your problems. I'm not even an MBA. Hey, your PNL is really lacking synergy. <laughs> I'm someone who muscled my way through roles in corporate America. Then one day, I unapologetically took the leap, launched T Rex Cookie Company. Oh my God, what was I thinking? Does that make me an expert on how to start a business? Nope. Now let's get your big girl and big boy pants on and lift the lid on the Cookie Jar Confessionals. On the pod today, we have Lindsay Moser. She is the founder of The Hunger Diaries on social media. She has amassed over 2 million followers across YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. She's going to tell us all about her job. She's a mukbanger. We'll learn all about that after this. Okay. So this is the part of my podcast where I tell you a personal story of why I'm bringing my guest on and how it resonates with me. And to be perfectly honest, I don't really have a personal story per se about muck banging. It originated in Korea and it basically is translates to broadcast eating. When I first launched T-Rex Cookie, nothing made me more uncomfortable than watching them eat in front of me because... It's really hard to pretend to like something (laughs) if you're eating it. So that made me more nervous than anything. But I think as time went on, I just kind of realized that what people think of what they put in their mouth (laughs) um, is, is very personal in terms of a lot of people like hard cookies, a lot of people like soft cookies, some people like, you know, pretty much raw cookie dough. And that's, I find that very disturbing, but you know, I'm not going to judge. But now when, when I see people eating cook- my cookies and I, you know, 99% of the time, I know they're going to like it. And if they don't like it, then I'll take care of that and say, okay, let's, let's figure something out in terms of like giving you something you do like. I wanted to talk to Lindsay because there's just so many questions I have. I mean, what, what possesses someone to eat that way in terms of, of having a giant bowl of food in front of you. Do you eat the whole bowl of food? Do you, do you prepare it? Do you, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's so many questions. Are you a boa constrictor and you just kind of like open up your throat and all the food just goes down and you don't even chew it? How does that work? What I want listeners to get from this is to understand a couple of things where she's a content creator on Instagram and TikTok. And essentially, this is her job. Um, she does this full time. And another thing is that we're talking and looking and speaking to somebody who's got a pretty healthy relationship with food. 
Well, welcome to the podcast today. Today we are bringing on Lindsay Moser, who is the founder of The Hunger Diaries on social media. And what exactly would you say is your title? Uh, well, I technically got it as professional eater. Oh my gosh. Um, it's just a kind of a weird subsect of content. So sure. um, some people might call me a mukbanger, which okay. is like the style of video that I do, a content creator, influencer. I never know what to say I do when people ask me. That's it's funny because I say I'm a baker, but I actually don't bake anything myself anymore. So it's like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. Let's just leave it at that, and then we can go from there. But yes, I would call you a professional eater, content creator, and it's fascinating to me. I have so many questions. So welcome to Cookie Jar Confessionals. Thank you for for taking the time from your busy and um, exciting job. I think it's exciting. I don't know. I was just like, I was. Uh, watching all your videos yesterday, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just get so hungry watching you. Do you get that kind of feedback from people where like, yes. oh my gosh, I just want to run out and make spaghetti right now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's been the most successful way to, I mean, not to talk about promotions, but oh, it truly p- does. Promote away. <laughs> well, I mean, just in that, like watching people eat something makes you want it more than anything else, like more than looking at a picture of it, more than looking at a video of it. And so I've kind of got both. I've got the video of like making it, but then the eating it, it just like really brings out that visceral reaction. Yeah, totally. Because I, so I've, I make these videos too, where we throw like random things into mixers and people think I'm making slime, which apparently slime videos are very popular right now. I get confused if like they see some of those slime videos and think they're food. And then I'm like, what are they doing with with that? (laughs) Exactly. And so people are like, oh, that's totally slime. So now I've been kind of forced to like eat the product in front of people. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm showing you that it's not slime. So let's talk, talk to me and take me back to how this all started for you. It's so fascinating. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't just decide this is what I want to do with my life when I was younger. Um, I don't I, think anyone ever grows up and say, you know what? I want to be a professional eater. Right. No, right. Right. I mean, I, to be fair though, I've always like loved eating and that's mm-hmm. been my favorite, like Growing up, I would watch the Food Network all the time. My mom's a great cook. I was, I always had a big appetite. Mm-hmm. Um, when we traveled, I was always like, I cared about where we're, we were going to eat. You know, I would kind of make our itinerary based around food. Uh, but I went to college for something I didn't end up using. And then when I got out, I started real estate because that's what my dad did. And I did that for five years and I just like hated real estate. I've actually gotten in trouble for like not being specific enough about why I hated real estate. The people <laughs> in my office were lovely people. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the office I worked at was great, but clients, I had some clients that were just like the worst ever. Um, you know, old, rich, white men. Oh yeah, completely. <laughs> just, I completely, I, I can hear and, and feel that. I was younger, you know, like 10 years younger than I was, than I am now. Um, so I hated it. And somebody that was also in real estate approached me about doing a food blog with her. And I was like, oh my God, I've always wanted to do something like that. You know, I love food and I just like never considered it something that was possible. 
This is when Instagram was relatively new. It was probably around for a year or two. And so we started that and it was super exciting. Um, I, it didn't end up working out with that girl. Um, but I was like, I want to do this. You know, there were people on Instagram at the time that looked like they had successful pages and I figured they had to be making money on it somehow. Sure. I had no idea how. So I, I decided to start the hunger diaries and it didn't start off, uh, as eating videos. Sure. It's evolved over time. Um, started off with like really bad pictures <laughs> of food <laughs> that I was taking little recipes that I was making. And then it kind of took a turn when we moved to Atlanta. I started focusing on restaurants. Um, and at that point, I got a friend to send me a casting call for a Food Network show, Guy's Big Project, which was basically uh, like next Food Network star, but to find the next road road show host. And so I auditioned for that in last minute and they picked me. And so I went and did the show I got through four episodes of single elimination. And when I got back, I was just like, this is something I need to be in front of the camera more. I feel like that is the direction I need to go with my channel, with my page, whichever. Um, so I started a YouTube channel when I got done with that. And uh, whenever I'm kind of stuck on something, I uh, I like to just do a deep dive into Google, like just education, you know, like like a rabbit hole kind of thing, right? Right, Exactly. So I'll look like, what course can I take to get maybe a little piece of information here and a little bit there? Because, you know, most of those courses are all just teaser courses, the freebies anyways, so that you buy like the bigger, more substantial course. And so I would take all these free courses in hopes of getting like little bits of information that I could use from them. You're (laughs) into like the research and trying to figure out what direction should I really go in to be successful? Well, it it, it didn't feel like I was, like I'd really found the right place for me, you know? And that was it. Like I was trying to have some sort of like awakening, like to find something that not only was I going to enjoy doing that was going to be less stressful for me to do because taking pictures is just like one of the most stressful things at restaurants. Um, but also that I knew I was going to be able to monetize. And so went down the rabbit hole, found mukbang and ASMR. I don't know if you're familiar with ASMR. (laughs) Yeah. So for our listeners, um, Go ahead and define ASMR for them. So ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Some people have referred to it as a brain orgasm. Basically, brain-gasm, I think a I've heard brain Brain-gasm, yeah. yeah. Kind of things that send like the chills or the shivers down your spine. It doesn't have to be uh, a sound. It can be visual too. There's a lot of channels that do like, um, like they're giving you like a head massage or they're mm-hmm. like painting things on, like they're giving you a facial, just like seeing those things can be really satisfying. So when I found that, I was just like, I was, I was worried that my husband was going to come home and catch me watching it. Like I was watching <laughs> porn or something. <laughs> I was like, what on earth is this? But it had the most unbelievable amount of views. And it was so focused around eating, which is obviously the best part. And so I'm like, I have to do this. I mean, I, I absolutely have to at least try. Sure. And so my first video I did McDonald's because that was like a really popular, like classic mukbang or maybe more Americanized mukbang food um, is fast fast food in general. McDonald's, sure. Taco Bell, 
So I did that. People loved it. And it's just kind of like Do you remember what you ate that first time? Oh, definitely a Big Mac. Big Mac's my favorite. Um, Probably fries, probably chicken nuggets. I don't know. There was a spread. Yeah, I was watching a few the other day where people were actually creating their own McDonald's sandwiches. Because I'm a, I'm a filet fish person. Sorry, not sorry. I love filet fish I've never had one. So now people are like <laughs> doing the surf and turf where they take a double cheeseburger and then putting a filet fish sandwich like in it. I've I'm seen like, those oh hats. my God, I'm going to like have to try it. It's like secret menu McDonald's. Yeah, you it's kind of like the In-N-Out burger for McDonald's kind of thing where you order stuff off menu. So that's, so McDonald's was for you, the first one. And how many, do you remember how many views it got? And you're like, oh shit, this is like going to work. Um, well, I had done a few videos before that that were not mukbang and they didn't do that well. They probably got the, and less than a thousand views, maybe a thousand views. Then I posted this and I got 10,000 views in the first like few days. Okay. And I was like, oh man, people liked it. You know, this is way better than what I was doing before. Um, so I was doing kind of the more traditional, typical mukbang foods that you would see, which, which are, are like not noodles? that exciting. Yeah. It's like people love spicy noodles, mm-hmm. fast food, really cheesy anything, really, really rich, indulgent. Yeah. And the focus is generally to – I'm in my opinion, it looks like they're overeating most of the time. Um, and I I think I was a little overconfident at first thinking that I could really put down more food than I should. And I did, and it, it wasn't great. So I have kind of honed in on um, a subsect of mukbang that's not as classic now where I try to make more balanced meals. I had to expand our pantry for pasta well, it's started for pasta anyways, and now it's expanded. So the people who believe that gluten is bad for you, how do you feel about – I think it's a bunch of bullshit, honestly. Like, Thank you. It's such, such bullshit. I mean, the gluten is bullshit, the dairy. I mean, how about eat something and see how you feel instead of listening to society tell you, like, what you should and shouldn't eat. Yeah. You know, like, eat eat the cookie and see how you feel, you know? Yeah. Eat the mac and cheese and see how you feel. Not everybody has a gluten insensitivity. Yep. I don't. I'm fine with dairy, you know? So I think people need to stop listening to these things that the diet industry keeps trying to drill into people's mind. Yeah, I get, you know, speaking of of comments, you know, I always, on a weekly basis, I have someone walking in asking me or telling me, no, telling me (laughs) that I need to make a gluten-free cookie. And I'm like, oh, so you have celiac? No, they're just gluten aware. I'm like, they're aware of gluten. Oh my like, gosh. But then as a baker and having a bakery, we can't really make a gluten-free cookie because we're surrounded by floating particles of gluten in my bakery at all right. times. Right. You need like a separate kitchen. You do. To do and, that. And, you know, I don't know what it, it is about society these days where like they're entitled to have their diet sensitivities like catered to <laughs> and and if i don't cater to that it's i mean everything you know. we're living in cancel culture yeah you know everybody's just butt hurt all the time over everything and things that they deserve like you know xyz i just i personally don't get it <clears throat> i know there are people that don't have celiacs that don't feel good when they eat gluten but it's like okay, well, maybe go to a different place. Exactly. You know, like not everybody has to conform to you. Exactly. And what you want. Totally true. 
I'm curious. So what's it like to go to a restaurant and just like be a normal person in a restaurant? Do you, can you turn off your mukbang brain or do you send, did you, do you end up like eating differently in public? No, I think it's funny you say like eat differently. Um, like, visually, I think I've kind of changed the way that I've eaten because I watched so many people and I saw like the attractive way to eat. And so that's kind of how I eat. Say more about attractive way of eating. What does that mean? Well, I feel like, you know, a lot of people like kind of chomp on their food, you know, Uh make like weird faces when they eat. (laughs) But I feel like people like to see, (laughs) this is going to sound really weird, almost like a lip pursing. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> she kind of looks like a fish. It's like, well, it's yeah. true. Like, if you watch my videos, you see exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. But that is a way more attractive look than the whole like, not that people eat with their mouths open, but I don't know. Even when taking a bite, you can kind of like, there's a way to make it graceful. And then there's a way to really make your face look I think weird. maybe you could like have a class. You could teach a class on how to like... People going on their first dates. Could you imagine? I actually was listening to something. I can't remember what I was listening to, but they're like, why do people go out to eat on their first dates? Because watching people eat is not necessarily the most attractive, unless you want to learn more about them oh, right man. there. Then. See, I can't, I can't relate to this because every time I've gone out to dinner with someone, I've just shoved food in my face. It's just never been that much of a concern. And I'm now I kind of like wonder what I looked like back then. But <laughs> but now when I go out to dinner, I I don't eat any differently. I feel like I just like eat differently in general now. But I do wonder like if I'm out to dinner with people, especially like that watch my channel. Sure. Are they looking at me? Are they looking at me because they want to see me because they watch me? Do they, do they recognize, have you been recognized? They're like, oh wait, aren't you, aren't you Hunger Diaries girl? Uh, yeah. Will you eat this bowl of pasta for me? I'll pay for it. <laughs> do you well, I never that? have that, but <laughs> people will approach me or they'll be afraid to approach me and they'll DM me. And be like, oh, my God, I saw you. And I was really afraid to come and say hi, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Like, come and say hello. Um, I'm, I don't bite. <laughs> Hot, no pun intended, Humans. right? <laughs> that's funny. Because, yeah, it was one of my questions. Like, what's it like to go out to eat? But what does your significant other think of, of what you do? He is super supportive. He doesn't care about any of it. He doesn't get embarrassed by anything. So sure. like being out in public, filming, he started his own channels. I okay. mean, not like an eating channel. Well, one of them is him shirtless eating meat. He's called he calls it shirtless charcuteries. <laughs> <laughs> and now, now we started another one with our cat butters. Okay. Shirtless charcuteries where oh he's shirtless gosh. with my cat. Um so no, he doesn't really even when I was taking pictures of food and the stress that went along with that, trying to get the perfect shot before the food got cold, blah, blah, blah. He was very patient. Um, he's always very respectful of if I need to work on the weekends or, sure, you know, time commitments. So, yeah, he's been great. I'm lucky because I know a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be in that situation. So was it scary for you to go from – real estate to what you're doing now, that, that leap, was that kind of like, was it a slow transition or you're like, no, screw it. I'm just going to totally do it. It was kind of slow. I started, I was still in real estate working in South Florida 
when I started the hunger diary. So it was probably like a year's worth of just like screwing around, posting, whatever. Um, and then we moved to Atlanta and I decided I'm not going to get my real estate license in Atlanta. My husband was, um, we were were moving there so he could get his MBA. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to get a job as a bartender. I lied about my bartending experience. (laughs) (laughs) I had never bartended before. Um, but I learned really quick, so I caught on, and I I was it, it excited me to know that first of all I was quitting real estate, something that I hated, sure, and that I was pursuing something that I loved. It made me a little nervous, uh, but I knew I wasn't going to be living alone. I was going to be living with my boyfriend at the time, sure, um, and we our costs weren't super high, so I mean you know there is always a little bit of stress with. How long is this going to take? Will I make enough money as a bartender? Will I be able to have time to, you know, still pursue this with the other job? And, um, you know, it all just ended up working out. So you were from Florida. You moved to Atlanta. You end up in Minnesota. So with your experience of being in different states, have you found that how different do people eat really from Florida, or when you think about California, when I think of people eating in California, I think of just avocados and sprouts, right? So <laughs> when you come to Minnesota, is it all just hot dish when you got here? Is it, was that culture shock? Or- you know, I was, I was excited when I got here because um, per my food obsession and travels, I had, I had been watching, you know, those shows for years and Juicy Lucy's has been mm-hmm. on my radar for a very long time. They were like the very controversial topic. battle yes. and everything. So, so are you five eight club Mats. or oh definitely not five eight club. Okay. I am all Matt's bar. That okay. is the juicy Lucy. I cannot get by. I mean, not only is Matt's bar just a better product, but they just commit to the one style and they just perfect it. I can't stand like American cheese is the only way. That's just my opinion. But I was super excited to come here okay. and be and eat that. It was one of my the first. So is things that we seriously ate. just a Minnesota? thing? It it must be. It started here. I mean, there's definitely okay. Juicy Lucy's in other places now. Um, I feel like I even saw one when we were in Peru. We just went to Peru. Okay. And I was like, that is not a Juicy Lucy. <laughs> it's <laughs> called something in Juicy Lucy, but it wasn't a Juicy Lucy. And I'm like, all right, whatever. People are just like, heard the term and they're going with it. Um, and then I found like the burger scene here is yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I wasn't sure what to expect when I got here, how big of a food city it was. Um, what you guys were known for. I had heard about hot dish, but nobody serves it anywhere. No, it's a home thing. Right. I know. So I, like, like the whole tater I've never tot. made it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I actually just tried this guy. He just started Minnesota Nice Tots. I don't know if you've heard of this. Mm-mm. He's doing a hot dish out of like a ghost kitchen and doing pickups on the weekends. Like this is like genius. I don't know how people haven't done this yet yeah. in Minnesota of all places. Well, growing up, it was tuna noodle hot dish, and it was anything oh, that, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so basically, it's taking the Kraft mac and cheese and making the Kraft mac and cheese, but don't put anything in no milk. But you put in a can of cream of mushroom soup, and then you put in a can of tuna tuna fish, and you mix it all up, and you microwave it for like five minutes, and then you <laughs> top it with um, potato chips. When I eat that, it reminds me of like my mom. And like how what she would make for us. So I thought that that hot dish was like exclusively with tater tots. So it's not. You can add potato chips on top. Yep. Anything that's like potato ish texture thing on top. But it's hash browns. Yep. Hash browns. Okay. 
Yeah. Good to know. I need to make my own. I'm like conceptualizing my ultimate hot dish currently. Yep. Cream of mushroom soup is like the key thing to Minnesota hot dish, I think, for, for people. But my because my husband doesn't eat mushrooms, we always have to substitute too. Um, yeah, my husband doesn't eat mushrooms either. That's so sad. It's such a pain, the things that he doesn't yeah. eat. So speaking of things that you don't eat, are there like things that you just don't eat? You're like, mm, I don't eat. I don't like red peppers personally, but that's just me. Uh, ham. Honey baked ham. Oh, really? I hate it. I Is hate it a it. texture thing or just an overall flavor? I just never liked it. And I, I love salty food, but to me, it's too salty. I don't like I don't like the flavor. My family has it for dinner every Christmas Eve when we go to my cousin's house, and I bypass it every single time. <laughs> like It's just been a tradition. I will never eat it. Um, they started just getting something else for me. Like sweet potatoes, sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. You're cool with that. Love that. Okay. And I actually, I hate not liking things. So I'll like force feed myself certain things. Sure. Because I know that they sound, well, they sound so good in other dishes like olives. Sure. I never liked olives. And then I just forced myself to start eating them, especially in combination with those other things. And now I like olives. Same thing with cilantro. Same thing with like mushrooms. I didn't use like mushrooms. So I, I don't like to not like things, but honey-baked ham is just one thing I haven't been able to get past. <laughs> so in terms of like, this is like more like the mechanics of mukbanging. To me, it kind of, when I watch it on on um, channels, I'm like, well, do they chew? How do they eat? Like, I, I've been watching these people eat like entire hard-boiled eggs. I'm like, how do you do that? Do you, what's it, what's it like to consume that kind, that amount of food. I know that you now don't eat like mass quantities of food. Like I see other people on TV or shows do. Um, what's, how, how does that work? Do you just like open up your gullet and just let it all slide? I personally, this is going to sound really like derogatory, but it's not. I love big bites because they feel like a mouth hug. (laughs) Okay. To me, it's just like so ultra comforting to have like really big bites. So people like I think that that's probably like one of the things you're asking is like, how do you take big bites? Because well, that's not like choke. a big thing. I'm feeling like, because you people know, people are a- worried. They're always like, oh my God, I'm so worried you're going to choke. How are you not choking? I would choke, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I I get, you know, maybe put a little bit too much sure. in my mouth and I'm like, oh, oh, I see what they're talking about. I bet I still love it so much that I continue, especially with pasta, big bites, just because I, yeah. I love it. I handle it for the most part. Do you like burn the inside of your mouth? That's me too. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I'll like burn my mouth. I'm like, well, oh. unfortunately, I mean, you see in the edits that it goes from being done so quickly to being right in front of me so quickly. Sure. But uh, sometimes it's not really the how quick it ha- actually happens. Um, I deal with a lot of like natural lighting issues because sure. I only use natural lighting right now. Um, reheating things, you know, sometimes I have to do that. I prefer my food like piping hot. I want it to be almost burn your mouth hot. So I would enjoy it if the food were that hot every single time I was eating it, assuming it was a hot dish. Um, But most of the time it's like warm. Sometimes it's like hot, but not burn your mouth hot. Yeah. How about ice cream? Have you done ice cream yet? I have a really hard time with sweets. Okay. Uh, I love sweets. But I can't eat, like, a large portion of them because, obviously, like, that amount of sugar is really not good. Um, so, I mean, I can eat my full day's worth of calories in, you know, one sitting in sure. a mukbang. But I could never eat my day's worth of calories in dessert. It okay. would just feel so, awful. So when you eat – I'm just trying to understand, like, what your 
what do you do on a date? Like, let's say typical day. Do you just eat once if you're, if you're filming that day? I, it's different every day. I track my food. Okay. I'm kind of more intuitive about it now, but like I know how many calories and everything and how much protein I'm trying to get. So that's always in the back of my mind. If I have a plan to go out to dinner with friends, I know I can for sure 100% put down my day's worth of calories at that one dinner. Sure. So I will um, likely have like a low calorie, high protein snack before I go or midday at some point. And then I'll just, you know. Just eat. Just eat whatever I want at dinner. So when you, because it's social media, do you read the comments? And when you see comments that are like, really? That was just mean. Right when I post, it's the best time to get a response from me because, and people are usually really nice. Um, <clears throat> mostly though, I had to stop reading DMs because people were mostly nice, but the really mean comments were bringing me down. At the end of the day, I had some people reach out and tell me to kill myself. Yeah. Um, that I'm lying, that I have an eating disorder, that I'm spitting out my food, that I am so unhealthy, that I am promoting terrible things to people. Um, but I also, on the other hand, have people that, you know, with eating disorders, people that have a really hard time enjoying food that reach out and say, you've saved my life, that I watching you enjoy your food makes me feel like I can enjoy food and not be afraid to eat it. Um, so yeah, I, I try to remember that I, what I'm doing is helpful and I'm glad that you said educational cause that's what I'm really trying to do is, is not only bring people through my learning process cause sure. it is always a learning process, but I have learned a lot over the years, um, as far as cooking and everything goes. So I try to bring people through that, you know. I know we talked a little bit about like the negative comments and stuff like that. And social media is just notorious for making us feel like garbage about ourselves. How do you, cause there's a lot of haters out there because you're cute, you're small, you eat food. I mean, how do you get people to like, how do you manage through that when there are, you know, that there's like people that you don't even know the Karens out there, you know? That I feel so bad for anyone named Karen. I know, right? <laughs> um, that don't like you for that sole purpose of just how cute and small and and attractive you are. You know, I talk about stuff like this with my therapist, and <laughs> get a therapist. <laughs> what people. I right? What I what I have to really keep telling myself is, I can't control how other people react to what I say and what I do. I know my truth. I know yeah. that I come from a good place, that I have good intentions. Other people are going through their own things that don't involve me, and yeah. they react to things that they see on the internet based on how they're feeling in their own lives. And so, you know, you can't make everybody happy. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a tough time when I'm looking at comments. It really draws me into the negative negativity but I am working towards just reminding myself of those things every day that yeah. I make myself happy. I'm responsible for my happiness. They're responsible for theirs. And I'm not responsible for fixing what their problems are and making them happy. This See, is now just... your next thing I think is you're going to be a therapist. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe I'll be the next. I love Tony Robbins. Maybe yeah, I'll be Tony Robbins. Maybe you should because I it, like I tell like some of my other guests that I've had on. It's like all the negative comments and all the mean things people say says more about that person than it does really me. And that's kind of how I talk myself out of that spi- the death spiral <clears throat> that I can sometimes get myself into. Right. I mean. Especially now. Everything's so volatile, like the, the climate, you know. Right. And people just have a lot of reasons to be unhappy and a lot of reasons to be frustrated. Yeah, I like I I like the fact that you're putting that joy into eating because there's so much well, I, I grew up Catholic, so there's a ton of guilt. <laughs> so I, there's like just so much guilt around food in this day and age. And people just kind of feel like, oh, I really shouldn't eat that donut. And then when you do eat the donut, you feel like garbage after, even though you really enjoyed it. <clears throat> then you feel bad about enjoying it. It's just this awful like wheel of guilt, joy that you right. just constantly go around. Right. And I actually, my fitness program, Cake 2, that's why I called it Cake 2, like have your cake and eat it too, because cake or donuts is like one of those like ultimately bad foods, you know? Sugar is just terrible for you. Never eat it or you'll die. Yeah. Fat, never eat it or you'll die. You know, carbs, everyone hates carbs, hates fat, hates sugar. So it's like, that's like the ultimate thing of like, yeah, you know what? Not everything you eat is going to be good for you and that's okay. You know, yeah. we don't need to feel guilty about this stuff. We just need to know from an a objective perspective, like what's in a donut and what does that mean for me? You know? Well, that's that's how I feel about my cookies. Yes, they're large, they're all half a pound. There's seven servings <laughs> per per cookie, but you're not supposed to eat the whole thing, but people do. Um, and you know, that's what I've kind of grown to do is be not I'm very unapologetic about my product. Um, and I do remember the first time there was an eating contest with my T-Rex cookies and I was mortified because I think it was the first and last time I allowed my product to be consumed that way. Um, it was at a brewery. It was a five pound cookie and it was a contest to who could eat it first. And I'm like, okay, what a great idea. Good PR, blah, blah, blah. See your cookie be consumed that way. It was like, uh, how did it go? I mean, did they, did anybody finish it? Someone finished it and then they were dipping it in. It was just very hot dog eating contest. Like, right. Where they were dipping the cookie in beer. So it softens it. So it would go down better. What what about milk? (laughs) It was a brewery, but it was like, and, but then you see people kind of like feeling sick. I'm like, I don't want my product making people feel sick. Right. So that was the first and only time I ever saw, agreed to let my product be bastardized that way. I put a lot of love in making my product and having it consumed. And then, yeah, it was very close to being the Barfarama. going to ask you what I ask all my guests, but before that, I'm going to throw a, a, a curveball to my producer and do something that I've never done before. So we'll see if this works. And if it doesn't work, we'll just edit it out. We're just going to call this speed round and you can just, you pick one. I'm going to give okay. you two choices and you just pick one. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speed round. Part one. Chips Ahoy or Oreos? Oreos. McDonald's or Wendy's? McDonald's. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Black beans or pinto beans? Black beans. Thin crust or hand-tossed? Hand-tossed. Hard shell or soft shell? Soft shell. 
Boxers or briefs? Boxers. See, that wasn't that bad, was it? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk. (laughs) So the ending question that I ask all my guests is, because this is cookie jar confessional, is if you had to confess a time or act where you broke a rule, pushed a boundary to make your business ideas happen, what would that be? (laughs) I feel like my videos kind of do that now. I mean, when I started mukbang, I told you I was doing the very traditional stuff. And I think that I... I am actively trying to push the boundaries of what a mukbang can be, mm-hmm. you know, to expand people's horizons and to hopefully encourage people to do it in a healthier way. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I have a cookie for you. That you oh, can have later. thank you. I've never had one of your cookies that I am so sorry. No, <laughs> no like, actually, why have I never had one of her cookies? Because there's a lot of sugar in it and we use high fat butter. So... High fat butter. Tell me more. Well, Hope Butter is um, a local creamery, and it's like 85% fat. Um, I your butter was like almost not, 100% fat. No, so. there's more water in like some of the less fat butters, but high fat butter. All right. Really great. I mean, I love butter, so I'm but not I afraid. I say fat is flavor. It fat is. is flavor, and I'm just unapologetic. I'm not afraid of your cookie. I have no excuse. I'm gonna, I actually have some cookies for you, and then I have some cookie dough that you can bake at home. Oh, so, thank yeah, you. Right. Thank you. So thanks for coming out. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed our conversation. Yay. Tina here. If you're a fan of our team, our cookies, and unconventional thinking, then give our podcast a review and a rating. If you hate the content, tell us. We'd love to read it, laugh at it. But if it's constructive, we'll certainly take it seriously. We've been successful in the business because of you, the fans, the cookie lovers, and customers. We love you, so if you love Cookie Jar Confessionals, keep listening, keep sharing, and keep supporting. Keep supporting.